0: Welcome to the balcony, y'all. Welcome to the balcony. Uh, This is episode uh, two, (laughs) technically. Mostly. Three (laughs) for us, because we scrapped real episode two. But maybe one day you'll get to hear it and know its hidden secrets. Right. But for now, this is episode two for you guys, three for us. Joined again by my partner in crime, uh, Waldorf. Waldorf. A.K.A. Joy. Over here,
1: JN, J.D. Nori. London D. 30s. What is your D. middle name? Danielle. Desiree.
0: Oh, Danielle. That's a ring. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't
1: know. And then over
0: here, a better half. Candace Ming. In the house. Oh, God, I should never do that again. <laughs> um. So, we're calling the theme of this episode The Unbearable Whiteness of Being. <laughs>
1: Which is so appropriate.
0: Also, because Joy can't remember the title of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know. I don't know why that is. <laughs> the Unbearable Whiteness of Kimmy Schmidt. But it is. She is
1: unbearably light.
0: Um, so, yeah. So, this week... New things that are happening. Well, actually, Rogue One trailer was last week, but everyone should see it and be amazed by Felicity Jones, who is amazing. You know,
1: I was I was growing tired of Miss Jones, but I think she. I can't even
0: talk. Look at you right now. She,
1: she's doing
0: it. Y'all slept on Miss Jones, but I've been a fan since Northanger Abbey, y'all. Oof.
1: That is going way back. A long, back.
0: a long time ago. I know nothing of this. <laughs> a little crazy. BBC production of Jane Austen's least known novel, Northanger Abbey. Is that truth.
1: but you know what? I really liked her. She was in a uh, a theory of everything. Yes, she's right? in.
0: She's played Stephen Hawking's wife. Yeah,
1: she killed it. Yeah,
0: yeah She's a good she act. Did. That's because she's a good actress. And she
1: was, and that was where my was. This was before I um, knew how capable she was because she had done the Theory of Everything, mm-hmm. and then she went into um, the Danish Girl.
0: That's is that's not her. That is her, isn't it? No, that's, that's Alicia not. Vikander. Um, see. <laughs> so who are you really tired of?
1: I'm just tired of these British actresses. Who Alicia Vikander. All these good roles. Not British. I, I take that back. Swedish.
0: Although you could say Alicia Vikander is taking a lot of roles because she's been in like nine movies in two years. Mm -hmm. But some of that is just they released them in a weird way because she filmed them a long time ago, but they just released them now.
1: (laughs) I'll give it to her. She's killing it. Vikander. But
0: honestly, I couldn't pick her out of the lineup. I have no idea what she looks like.
1: And no shade, but... But mom yeah, says I kinda that's, kinda I,
0: a, I guess, good for an actress. But yeah, I was like, I couldn't tell. Really? Well, mom was like, you know, she's like a chameleon. Because hey, hey. mom really likes Ex Machina.
1: Oh, yes. That's where I'm thinking of a condor from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Felicity Jones, I still can't place her. Oh, any. I know
0: Felicity. I know what she looks like. Okay. You we literally just watched the trailer for Rogue One and you still can't place her. She's the main star she, of
1: well, Rogue One. Now she looks very different. She has like she's That's more how her ginger. hair always looks like. Well, there it is. <laughs> she's more ginger and now distinguishable. Um and um uh, just really strong. So we there's more to say about Rogue One. In later. our verses,
0: Joy once again has a ridiculous opinion, <laughs> so we'll be fighting. Versus, what's the fight site? Ding, ding.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get Punch to out. it. Punch <laughs> out. Rogue One is an amazing trailer, but yeah, more to be said on on timing, I feel.
0: Um, what else just came out? Power Rangers. Oh. <laughs> I like the green one, which is bad now cuz he stabbed a, a lot of people and he's in jail. Oh, is that real? Uh-huh, that's a real thing, the actor. He stabbed his roommate. But I had the I had the dagger that was also like a flute and um I watched it all the time, but I loved it. And I did love Rita Repulsa with her, with her with her wig crown. She's the best.
1: What and white, talk about
0: oh, you people get up. Ah, and so, any- <laughs> so I guess today they EW released uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa, who's looking kind of like a lady lizard, a sexy, sexy lady lizard with white eyebrows.
1: Yeah, she's. It's kinda, what I'm imagining. She has Which... a Star Trek vibe going on, like the. Um, oh yeah, the, uh, like a. What is what's the race called? As like the deep eyebrows. Oh, Klingon? Klingon! That's too much. Thank you. But
0: they have like four. They have like Klingon. four. Yeah, they do. She just has the one.
1: Hers is much more like contoured. Like she just stepped out of Sephora, you know. Yes, it's
0: very contoured. And, I mean, Joy's not feeling it. I don't really care. I
1: really don't. Now, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to pretend to uh, be a Power Rangers uh, purist because Lord knows that's very difficult. Um, But I think she's just... She's such a far cry from the Rita who is very much a... um, kind of parody of villain villainy right in herself oh just right over the top and you know she had just like this big armor on and gave us like viking chic you know viking kind of samurai chic and now she's just
0: um i don't know it's just well, is she is me. she the main villain or is it, it? will there be others? That was my also my question.
1: Well, the thing, okay, so honestly, I haven't read up too much on what the Power Rangers movie is going to look like, but uh, I feel like Rita is always the main villain. Like she's is the she? one who. I just thought she stripping. was a side character. No, no she's always she always sends like
0: the turtle men out exactly. So who, the, the and then, little, then they like, fuck everything up.
1: Right, the little claymen, and then she and she creates all the monsters Mm -hmm. at the Rangers battle, so she is like the villain, and so for her to kind of look like I don't know some
0: sexy Medusa,
1: yeah, very well, very that's very on point because she has this rope slash snake looking thing as like a cowl.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 not sure where they went with the. With the inspiration, because the real real Rita Repulsa was almost too covered. I mean, it looked like she was wearing like a bag. Yeah. And then she, of course, had the outlandish wig, which was my favorite part as a child. Loved it. So, I don't know.
1: I mean, it really makes me start thinking like, what are they going to do with her voice also? Yeah, what voice
0: will Elizabeth Banks be doing? Will it be like some sort of like? Lizard queen voice, like Rita <laughs> Rumpels, ah. that makes sense given her
1: like look. I really wonder like what this movie is gonna look like. Yeah, Why I don't, I don't know. Different.
0: She's so different. And then what will the Power Rangers look like because yeah. they've taken this in a whole new direction.
1: Now that's something I actually could be up for because if they're going in this direction, which um,
0: sexy, Power kind of Rangers. at odds with,
1: but. I wonder what the new Rangers Texas. suits are going to look like. Are they all just they'll be all
0: be nice? in cutoffs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be cutoffs
0: and no shirts.
1: Hmm. So this is going to be our R-rated. It is being our R-rated
0: <laughs> kids movie.
1: It would kind of be amazing. They're
0: cashing in on your nostalgia. Who didn't want to see Tommy shirtless?
1: Yeah. Who didn't? Hmm.
0: I wonder if there'll be any cameos. And will they be as diverse? That was also my question. They had the two women, an Asian, a black character. Just a note.
1: If you are going to maintain diversity... The black character, who was
0: the black Power Ranger? (laughs) And the Asian character, who was the
1: yellow Pink for the other girl. Yeah, you don't have to be so on the nose when it comes to identification. You can kind of like switch it up. Um, Although I don't know,
0: well, the I gu- they they could have chosen, but um, you know, the Power Rangers, all of the fight scenes weren't them because they were importing that from Japan. This is true, and they just overdubbed their voices. So I don't know how the costumes got chosen. Really, maybe it just happened that way because no. of the way I mean, it was the 90s. The fight scenes were happening. So, well, yeah, that's the true.
1: 90s wasn't as you know adept at being. know subtle when it came to their (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: i like the nerd too the nerdy guy oh no tommy was the white ranger who came later
1: yeah jason and then the red ranger the red ranger yeah because
0: it was red green Mm -hmm. yellow black and pink and then tommy came in then the white as the white ranger and he was like super powerful
1: but didn't he was a green ranger that became the white ranger
0: I thought the Green Ranger was that nerdy guy. No. Oh, Blue Ranger. Oh, he was blue. That's, that's right. Okay. I were forgetting a color. Yeah, for Power Rangers, I don't know. Rita Repulsa is the only villain I remember. And then hologram man. I wonder who that will be. Oh. Who um true. Who told them?
1: What was that? What was his name?
0: I wanna say Jarrell, but that's Superman. <laughs>
1: Superman. Give like a bow oh, whatever. I'm sure Will come to it or get angry responses about why we don't know this. So please. Well,
0: Power Rangers, I mean, people have this like love, and I loved it too, but like, I mean, Power Rangers was such a like, you know, now it was such a show that was like so hastily cobbled together that mm. I don't feel like people should have this like sacrosanct relationship to it because it was just like stealing Japanese content and then repackaging it. I mean, I thought do <laughs> the action like anyway, like, so. like it's not like the or only the only parts that were original were just like the dialogue parts with the five people, the five American kids. <laughs> like every, could every every get out. yeah, they could barely get that out, <laughs> and like maybe some of the villain stuff. But even that was like redubbed, so it was just like, like you know, people like crying over them redoing Power Ranger. Just, like, okay, you know what? Chill out. <laughs> like we stole this from Japan. Yeah, you can't be too upset. About you need canon to. You need to sit whatever. down.
1: Please let it be.
0: Um. Okay. Last item: the Doctor Strange trailer, which Joy made me watch.
1: <laughs> so in keeping with like, let's see what Marvel is going to do. That's a little more original because and only because like everybody has been saying um dr strange is rooted in um, mysticism and Mm -hmm. magic the occult the occult and even though that's something that's kind of been touched on in other marvel uh like with the avengers and you have loki and you know different portals to different dimensions i mean like thor's world is still very it's very mythological And so it has that magical aspect, but it isn't really used in the same way that Dr. Strange is going to be used in. Um, So yeah, Candace watching the trailer, rolling her eyes the entire time and kind of being intrigued by, you know,
0: it looks really cool. It It does. It
1: does look very cool, but I don't know. Really, honestly, I don't know too much about Dr. Strange. Um, I think it's, he sounds like a very interesting character. And personally, I I kind of dig Benedict. Would I have cast him in this? Not necessarily.
0: And I will say, I'll preface this by saying that I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan. I haven't really read a lot of his series. Um, but my big issue with Doctor Strange is that he's not white. Mm-hmm. He's never been drawn or at least my image of him is that he's not white and and i don't like the casting of benedict cumberbatch and when i watched the trailer i also didn't like the casting of tilda swinton as like the the ancient one with her bald head like in this monk's that's gonna lead us straight into
1: our center stage portion of this i was just like why unless you do that
0: Um, Yeah, casting
1: is very interesting. Yeah, so that's
0: why this episode is called The Unbearable Whiteness of Being, because we're just going to talk about the whitewashing of Asian characters and other POC characters. And so Doctor Strange, I think, really does this a lot with Tilda Swinton and Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, they couldn't find, of course you could find an Asian person to do that, but you chose Tilda Swinton and i love Tilda Swinton let's not get that but twisted i do amazing. love her but i think that they've just messed this up because it's just like i mean it just kind of looks offensive like you're in this kind of chinese monastery she's dressed in like traditional monk's robes and she's bald and mm-hmm. she's obviously not asian and it looks <laughs> i mean so it looks weird. so weird in it and it's offensive and I, and then and then Benedict Cumberbatch is there like teach me a oh, white person and it's kind of like again the notion that white people came up with everything yeah powerful yeah. or mystical in the universe when that is just not true and has never been true so and and watching the trailer I was more interested in Chiwetel's character. Like wandering samurai man, what was he doing?
1: Really random. Like Uh, just
0: like what what is his role? Like can't we follow him? I was very much less interested in white man's struggle of adversity because it's just like every movie is about that. Hey, I'm this great surgeon. Oh no, I got beat up and now I'm sad, (laughs) and I have to find something else, which is what the Doctor Strange is about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it would be different with. I mean, if it, it, at least if it had been a POC character, it would have changed the narrative slightly because you so rarely see a person of color dealing with that. You so rarely see a person of color being respected as a top surgeon mm-hmm. and then losing it all. It's always white people. And it's just, I mean, it's just, we're just saturated with this kind of like, person lose white man white guy losing it all and then gaining it back in some other way yeah so I mean I probably still see it because the visuals did look pretty cool it looks really awesome like that kaleidoscope yeah uh, it looks really kind of
1: inversion of the city yeah and stuff like yeah and
0: I'll be interested to see also how this will tie into the other Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Yes. Because what Doctor Strange does is very different from what um, Iron Man and Spider-Man do. He exists on like another plane, <laughs> you know. Totally. He, yeah, it's... I have to admit, like, looking at the trailer, it does make me
1: want to go to that storyline and read up on it because... And so
0: that this is his origin story.
1: Yeah. And it, I mean, you really get a character who... I feel like it, in the public sphere when it comes to like comic book uh, heroes you don't hear a lot about Doctor Strange it's oftentimes like comic book aficionados who are like oh what about Doctor Strange when is he going to come in and yeah. I'm like who?
0: and it was interesting yeah. that they chose to adapt him well not quickly because the first Marvel stuff came out when was Iron Man that was oh, like god, 05? Oh, five? Oh, 05 so they've waited a decade to do this adaption so yeah. I mean, not quickly, but they did it, which is- an, which is saying something, yeah, when they could have chosen to do another property,
1: yeah, so I wonder how he's going to fit in when it comes to because we know it's all building up to one massive movie a right, of years. and
0: I mean, I imagine that um, honestly, I imagine he will exist as something separate, like. Mm-hmm almost like the tv version of marvel because um like jessica jones and daredevil that's building up to heroes for hire and that exists on a different plane than avenger than iron man and stuff so heroes for hire is kind of like you know my landlord won't You know, fix my pipe. So you know, kind of like heroes. The Everyman. It's a small scale. (laughs) Yeah, but it's small scale. And then you have Iron Man for kind of like the world is in peril. And then (laughs) Doctor Strange is like, I'm a a demon possessed my cat. You know, so it's kind of like these multi level, like things that they're building in. Yeah. And I don't know. I honestly don't know the storyline where all they all converge. I want to say Civil War, but I don't think Dr. Strange no, was involved no. in Civil War. And I guess they could do Infinity Crisis, but I, I think I'm confusing that. I think Infinity Crisis is DC. I'll, I'll have to look it up.
1: Well, that sounds kind of... I mean, I'm by no means an
0: expert, but the
1: Infinity War is definitely Marvel because you oh, have yeah, the it Infinity Stones. So,
0: yeah, so I think it Guardians. may be building up to the Infinity War. Yes, where they bring in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I do think that is what it's building toward. But in the meantime, everyone exists on this kind of three-tiered plane yeah, sure. Of being. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just disappointed because it's just... Another role that could have gone to a POC actor that instead they let Benedict Cumberbatch have, and honestly, like I do think Benedict's doing some of his better acting in this, but a lot of times I find his acting very one note. To be honest, what? You to be like Sherlock, to be honest, I I think he's just playing himself most of the time. I adore.
1: His voice is just like up in the rings of like Jeremy Oh, Annie's doing and an American accent, Alan which Rickman. is now
0: is passable. I'll give it a C minus.
1: That is a little. I have to see more.
0: We do have to see more because they they deliberately chose not to have much of them talking. I imagine.
1: <laughs> well done, Marvel. We see what you did there. Um, but okay, let's segue into our center stage portion.
0: Uh. Uh, that is uh, uh, uh. center stage. But what's it was like fanfare? Ba, 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 center stage. Ba, 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 We're drinking ba. while we do this. Well yes. I am.
1: Same ish. <laughs> <laughs> Music coming not soon. Enough. Oh, that's done. So oh, okay. We are still drinking. Um so going into center stage, uh carrying along the idea of whitewashing completely replacing uh people just of color killing off people of color representation it's criminal mind you
0: wrote csi again. oh but no it doesn't matter i know what you're talking about okay i don't difference so really <laughs> sorry
1: i don't know anything other than like law and order law and order perfect
0: boom 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 perfect bum. in
1: everything that it does um, so this started <laughs> last week when it was released with Sleepy Hollow that Nicole Bahari was not coming back for season four. And they killed her. They killed and her. they killed her, y'all. Dude, they killed her like less than 20 minutes into
0: the season finale. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yes. They didn't even let her get to the end of no. the episode? Damn. Oh, That's cold. <laughs> I mean, there are some real serious problems with that, that is, that is super cold.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was really a driving force in it. I mean, granted. Now I really liked Sleepy Hollow. I liked the first season, but I stopped watching because, okay. I watched it because Nicole Bahari, you don't often see women of color in like she was a co-lead, but leading role in like supernatural Storylines. Mm-hmm. Really any storylines if we're gonna be honest. Um, but this was so awesome. And um, granted, Ichabod Crane is like the protagonist in any traditional Sleepy Hollow. Uh played by story, Tom, my son. Who is really cool, and there and this was the best part about the series because these two had such an amazing chemistry and connection. They just played off of each other so well. And she like her teaching him about like the 21st century and him being like, "What?" and not in like an offensive way, but just like them kind of like being able to like feed off of each other's energy while keeping in mind, like, what's at stake. Yeah. And um, even with, like, using the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse as, like, the uh, villains in mm-hmm. this, and uh, having the Headless horseman be, I think it was, like, the God of War. I'm so sorry, Sleepy Hollow people. It's been a while. Um, god of War or Death. And um, it was, it. they just did a really, like, pitch-perfect job in the first season of bringing this into like a modern telling of Sleepy Hollow. And it was very diverse. You had, um, Orlando Jones as like, uh, I don't know if he was the captain. He was definitely like on the force and, um, was a great leader and his acting is really well done. And then you had, um, John Cho as another officer who gets compromised. Uh, you know, in the field, and he's, like, not in so many episodes, but, I mean, great presence, and then, like, Nicole Bahari's like, ex, um, who was, uh, Latino, was a part of the story, another officer, and then her sister comes in, and it was just, like, it was just a rainbow coalition of just, like, goodness.
0: United Colors of Benetton.
1: Yes! It was just so wonderful. And then, Season two became a little, like, you know, it just became a little much because you have Ichabod is still adjusting and then, like, he's still, like, hearkening to the past to, like, give answers to, like, what's going on today or in the present. And uh his wife is about that, Katrina. And then, like, you find out, like, all this... Spoilers, okay Spoilers. you
0: guys should be up to date on Sleepy Hollow 2 years ago <laughs> right
1: um his wife turns out to be a witch and she's a part of his coven and like but she's like a good witch right whatever and then um they had like a child but then the child turns out to be like one of the horsemen and and even that I was kind of like really but then it they made it work and I was like all right a little pass but then like Katrina became this like force that didn't really need to be like she she could have been a a plot device for like Ichabod to kind of exercise the demons of his past and then like really commit to being in this world whereas they went in another direction where Katrina now is like brought into the present and it just it, it didn't work so I got in about maybe four Maybe halfway through the second season before I was like, this is not really going in the direction that I like. And I just cut out. And then by season three, by everybody's account, um, black girl nerds, like they really talk about this heavy because they're really into it. And they were just talking about how season three became the Ichabod and Katrina show. Mm. And that just makes no sense because Abby Mills is clearly, I'm sorry, Nicole Bahari's character is clearly a lead, right. so to like, kind of cast her off to like second, third tier, right? It makes no sense because really, when you come in, the story is about her and her sister being witnesses mm. to the apocalypse, apocalypse. Oh. and then like Ichabod kind of comes in and it's like he gives like some clarity as to what's going on, and then he brings in, like, the supernatural aspect because he has, like, he knows about these things and then they kind of... And her sister does, too, but her sister is, like, in a mental Mm. institution. And it really... It starts coming together because, like, you start bringing in, like, how Abby is, like, kind of, like, skeptical, but she is like, okay, clearly some shit is about... And I don't know what the fuck is going on. And so, like, she... She gets into the supernatural aspect without being like a ridiculous. Well, she's person. the audience foil. Well, that's the, yeah. That's true. the
0: thing we talked about earlier is that it's important in these fantasy and any sci-fi show is that you have an audience foil because you need someone normal to guide you. Normal not land. stupid. Normal not stupid. And they did that very well with her. And it worked and that person I mean normally that person grows and changes and stays on the show.
1: Yeah.
0: And not and they're not necessarily a foil anymore. They're just part of that world. I mean I'm talking I'm thinking about Eureka where um the main character, the sheriff, is the normal person. Um and he runs the town run by, you know, scientists who and all the experiments go wrong and he's the normal person who's like okay well what's going on mm-hmm. and i mean he just kind of grows and learns more and handles things but you know normally that that's what happens and it sounds like in sleepy hollow they just kind of wanted to get rid of her for whatever reason
1: yeah there was a lot of like uh
0: and oh, I imagine geez. that it'll come out that Nicole Bahari is difficult yes. to work with.
1: The people already say I did that, that in quotes. <laughs> people already taking up for her when it comes to that. Because Be- she she really wasn't, but she knew what this was. Because anytime
0: anytime black women um stand up for themselves and you know, and I imagine Nicole Bahari after a a pretty critically acclaimed season and being co-lead of a show. And then after, in season two, kind of probably being like, you know, she's probably sensing what is coming yep, and kind of being like, okay, she's okay, I'm going to go along with this season three. She probably sensed she was being written out of the show. So she stood up for herself. Then she got labeled, Oh, you're being difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and she became an angry black woman because that's what happens. That's what happened with Melissa Harris Perry. That's what happens with oh. any black woman who stands up and for And shout themselves.
1: out to Melissa Harris Perry for getting uh, the editor-at-large position with L.com. Kudos. Come on, Mama.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's just what happens when black women stand up for themselves and what they believe is right. And, yeah, she was co-lead of the show. Like she deserved to have lines she deserved to be have a storyline you. and you know hers she deserved to stand up for herself and yeah it's going to come out that the producers thought she was difficult in their relationship blah 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 and i'm sure it did get to that point where they were yelling at each other and she probably finally said i want out and i don't want to come back mm-hmm. so they were like okay we're gonna kill you um and unfortunately that's what happened Um, but, you know, you were telling me, well, explain how she dies, because that doesn't make any sense either.
1: Oh, well, she, so I didn't actually watch Spoilers! Right, spoilers. So she dies only 17 minutes (laughs) into the season finale. So the way, so I miss, like, all of season three, because why would I watch that if she's just going to be, like, in the background, pretty much? But they take her out because the way they take her out is she's she sacrifices herself for Ichabod Crane who mind you Ichabod Crane is fresh from being revived from the great beyond after being dead for like a smooth two centuries right so the way that they described it which is not how they really like set it up in the show is that Um, A witness, so a witness is a person who has seen one of the um, horsemen. And uh, they were saying a witness has to sacrifice themselves for another witness to help them, I guess, become stronger or whatever. Um, For no reason. Yeah, for really no reason. So she sacrifices herself for Ichabod Crane and then... I don't know, maybe another witness wakes up somewhere. <laughs> and it just doesn't make any sense. about yeah, and... who has
0: a second chance at life. A second... Or Katrina, his wife who's also still alive Girl,
1: again. Like this makes no sense. Like the natural order of things should be that he would sacrifice himself so that she, this new generation and her sister, which
0: who I'm are told, in their own time. Right,
1: who are in their own time and her sister is kind of like disregarded in some way like she's off searching for something but again it's kind of like set up where we really don't think she's going to return from wherever she's Mm. gone off to Mm. anyway Um, but you have these women in this century who have a fresh take on life and like how to deal with these um, supernatural entities And you and you kill them off. You get rid of them. Where you have, you know, now you introduce—well, not introduce, but you have these, you know, white people from the 1700s. Yeah, great. (laughs) Come back come back and more white people this
0: mantle just what this just what this century needed
1: (laughs) right take up this mantle of um being the heroes in a story that isn't theirs necessarily yeah it really isn't it's set. so much of it is set up to tell this sister's story yeah and you just do away with it because I don't know because yeah. you didn't want to give. Because you didn't want Bahari to give Nicole behind. that just do that she was that she yeah earned. and I
0: and I we don't know what go, went on behind the scenes. I, I don't I don't know. It seems very strange to me because yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, now that Nicole's left, you you've basically, you not only they not only got rid of one character, they've gotten rid of two. Because if Nicole's gone, why does her sister need to be on it? Yeah. So now two black actresses really have lost a steady gig
1: yeah and I mean I don't know who else is coming in It they were saying like I know like their father has come back into the picture mm. and it was thought like you know their parents were lost a long time ago um, so it sounds like they're just like trying to throw other characters into the mix maybe to make up for uh, a lack of diversity or probably more than likely just to make up for a, like a really bogus storyline that they don't know what to do with
0: um yeah and I so. was I was reading an article about this and I think it it's um it doesn't do TV any credit because TV shows run you know without any end point yeah. and it doesn't give the writers it's not very good for the writers because they're doing these shows and they don't know how long it will go on
1: I think everybody should take up the idea of community six seasons and a movie, yeah. I mean, some some of y'all don't have to do a movie when it comes to the series or but, six seasons or six seasons. <laughs> but definitely, like, find definitely a nice... find a
0: point like three or four seasons yeah. that you write.
1: Um, uh, Breaking Bad did very well in that. You yeah. have your five. You work. I mean, because that so obviously it's possible, ended. yeah,
0: to do it, and so Wire Two. Yeah, The Wire did it. I I mean, so I think it is possible to do it. I just don't think some writers put that much thought into it. And honestly, I don't see the thought process in writing out your lead character. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I I mean, I don't know how, I don't care how difficult she was to work with. Like, that makes no sense to me. No, and I'm. Did that their mm-hmm. chemistry. I mean, I haven't even watched the show, and I've seen their chemistry, and I was like, that makes no sense to me to write out your lead character for this some other person. And I
1: mean, you could tell even in promos, like they were like, having Like yeah, that's so what I was fun. watching. Even prom
0: like promos, <laughs> that's what I was watching. They were having
1: so much fun. So together. that does not
0: make any. I like none of that makes sense to me. So,
1: oh yeah, I mean, Who's Sleepy Hollow. Who's Sleepy Hollow. Thumbs down. And all these. Shows the 100 film. just did this, yeah, yeah. That are doing this whitewashing bit. Candace was talking about the 100 and um, Criminal Minds.
0: Well, Criminal Minds actually shows you how to um, not kill <laughs> POC characters.
1: Criminal Minds is the exception.
0: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have a great track record in regards to women. Um, and actually, I just read that Castle is doing a similar thing, but. Um, which I'll film. talk about, but briefly. But so Shamar Moore, who plays Derek Morgan on Criminal Minds, just left the show after ten seasons, and they didn't kill off his character. And he—he's what? 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 I know you're all thinking, "Oh my god!" How? But they like had a very elaborate storyline of how he got to the point of leaving the. Um, the the unit he's in because it's a unit that kind of tracks serial killers and they had a very like three or four episode storyline of you know he mar- gets married he, you know he finds out his girlfriend's pregnant and they get married and he um he gets kidnapped and tortured and all of that makes him rethink um his career especially because his dad died when he was young. So, I mean, it just made sense. Like, it was sad to see him leave, but considering everything that had happened over the last, like, five or six episodes, it you you it made sense. And, you know, he could come back in later seasons for, like, guest spots. So, you know, he's not dead. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's sad to see him go, but, I mean, I think Criminal Minds does that. They have not killed a person leaving except Gideon but they killed him much much later <laughs> Gideon is he Mandy Patinkin oh, love.
1: um
0: he just like he left the show and they just said he left but they killed him like six seasons later oh okay. and an unrelated like he was killed by a serial killer but it was just like mm-hmm. a plot you know just, I think they just wanted that plot point because they were very sure that Mandy Patinkin was never going to reprise his role. Um, oh, but, you know, other, other people, like, and then the next episode, they had another agent who would love the show come back because I think they knew Criminal Minds fans would need, like, mm-hmm. a boost. Um, but the show's not great to women because when, they, when their budget were cut, they cut the women agents. And then brought them back. And yeah. Castle is doing that right now. Castle has just cut the Stana Caddick, the main person who Ca- Castle's married to right now. what? And who is was his entree into the police department. So I'm not quite sure what they're thinking. Like, I don't really understand uh, how Castle's going to investigate crimes without That's really bizarre. Kate Beckett, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm so not, I, I don't know, you know, my feeling would have been to just cancel the show. If, you know, if you can't get one of the two leads, if you can't afford to bring one of your two leads back, then, you know, maybe it's time to rethink bringing the show back. Yeah. It's been on for eight seasons. Kate and Beckett are, you know, Cass and Beckett are together. Like, you know, maybe it's time to let it die, but like, you know, what What are they going to do? Are they going to, like, I I just don't know. Like, all the cast is being like, at Stan Stanicatic, we're going to miss you, and I'm just like...
1: Oh, God. See, the thing is, and I grant, I'll grant you this. I but Nathan Fillion
0: was approached. Of course, he gets to be course. on Of
1: course. And I feel like as a network, I know it's about making money, and maybe even keeping your writers and everybody employed. But it cannot be at the sacrifice of the story.
0: Well, and it's her and Tamala Palmer, the other the morgue uh, MD, Tamala oh, Palmer. She's from the corner, and okay. who's a black woman mm. and Kate's best friend. I see her. Face. So they've been both been cut from the series. I don't understand for that. for pretty much budgetary reasons. Oh, come on, guys. So it's just like, and you're. Like, I, I I honestly don't understand how the show will go on because it makes no sense. You've literally cut out Castle's wife, and I guess you could kill her or say she's on some weird assignment, but <laughs> it's not going to be the same because the whole point of the series is they're like back and forth, like with Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point of the series, basically.
1: Ridiculousness. Yeah, it just seems to be like an ongoing battle of kind of like dismissing important characters, like taking their gender, ethnicity into effect, and to kind of double back on what we started about talking, uh, what we started off talking about, forgive me, um, was this idea of uh, replacing important characters, uh, the casting replacements for characters when you make these adaptations or updates to films uh, when the original incarnation of that person held so much weight. So going back um, to to whitewashing and um, really Ghost in the Shell is what has been at the forefront of this conversation recently because you have, we all know by now Scarlett Johansson is going to play Major. Right? Which I hate. And
0: it does. See my feeling like <laughs> I
1: don't understand why you would do
0: this. I really hate that studios even want to do these things. Like I am so happy that it seems like the Akira movie is dead for now. Is it? I think so. Leave it.
1: Leave it where it rests
0: because it's just been like will impossible.
1: Never be able to make this a quality like, just live like, action film. S-
0: please stop just ever. trying to import these Japanese properties because so my thing with ghost in the shell and her not being japanese was that it's a very japanese story yeah so again you're whitewashing like with dr strange and although that character has never been explicitly ethnic um although he's he's drawn very not white
1: he's very brown he's a brown he's very brown but i'm
0: going to go to um a writer who summed it up really great on Twitter, John Sway, or C, T-S-U-E-I. One of Twitter's better moments. Um, so he says, um, so I've just been seeing a lot of defenses for this Garjo casting that seem to lack a nuanced understanding of Ghosts in the Shell as a story. The manga came out in 1989, the first film in 1995, an era when Japan was considered the world leader in technology. Everything hot in that era came out of Japan. Cars, video games, Walkmans, all of that. Japan was setting a standard. This is a country excuse me, that went from poised to conquer the Pacific to forcibly disarmed. They poured their resources into their economy. And as a country that was unable to defend themselves, but was a world leader in tech, it created a relationship to tech that is unique. Ghost in the Shell plays off of all these themes. It is inherently a Japanese story, not a universal one. The casting is not only the erasure of Asian faces, but a removal of the story from its coarse themes. You can westernize the story if you want, but at the point it is no longer Ghost in the Shell because the story is simply not Western. Mm -hmm. Understand that media from Asia holds a deeper place in the hearts of many Asians in the West, simply because Western media doesn't show us. Ghost in the Shell, while just one film, is a pillar in Asian media. It's not simply a a sci-fi thriller, not to me not to many others. Respect the work for what it is and don't bastardize it into what you want to be. And then he posted a screenshot of an Asian actress uh, superimposed into that. I wish I knew who the actress was, but I'm afraid I don't. Um, so that, to me, really brought another level of it because I didn't know all that about Ghost on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes
1: complete sense. It makes
0: complete sense. And it's just really unfortunate why... As Western people, we feel the need to, like, bring things over. And and it's, again, I think we talked about on the podcast, like, the differences, you know, people throwing around um, cultural appropriation. This is a good example of cultural appropriation. Absolutely. Like, actual cultural appropriation. Because you've taken a thing and divorced it from its context. You know, major not being Japanese is like a slap in the face to many um asian and japanese people um because coast the shell is revered there akira is revered there um so i don't know why we feel the need to take these stories from other cultures and westernize them because it looks cool Ghost in the Shell looks so cool. I just wish we could and, and and I just wish we could if we did it just just hire Japanese actors to do it. Right or just leave it alone or just leave it alone and re-release the Ghost in the Shell movies in America I mean because honestly we have Ghost in the Shell and it's called The Matrix. We ha- I know we have our so own versions of Ghost in the Shell. We have The Matrix. It. We have other tech things that we do here in America that are Related to America, and Ghost in the Shell is very Japanese. Like if you've watched the movies, if you've watched the manga, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're rooted in Japanese culture
1: for sure. I mean, even um,
0: RoboCop,
1: to a certain extent, kind of like right to that because yeah. it is. I mean, like that's this... a
0: Western movie. That's right, and that's our version, kind of, of Ghost in the Shell. So we've done it. Like, we don't need to, like, cherry pick these things from other cultures. Mm-hmm. And and again, I like to thought of, like, also, you know, other, you know, Asians here in America, they're not seeing themselves. And as blacks people, we don't see ourselves either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when that, when a movie comes along that you do see yourself, you don't want to see it messed up.
1: And see, I don't know when Ghost in the Mm -hmm. Shell or even when, like, Doctor Strange started to, um, when pre-production began. And I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know
0: Ghost in the Shell was happening until that screenshot came out. Yeah. But it's, you
1: see examples of when, of erasure gone wrong. So you have your example, uh, Ridley Scott's, um, I know, Exodus. That was a perfect example of you know whitewashing gone awry. When people are like, "Hang on, there, we don't want to see this," and then again
0: with like Gods of Egypt,
1: "Hang on, we really don't want this."
0: Except it, um, but the problem is like people say we don't want to see this, but like it makes billions of dollars overseas. Uh, ugh. And that that kills That's why me. he keeps making him.
1: I know, really, Sky. Oh. That's the
0: problem. You know, people say we don't want to see oh. it, and it does have a poor box office here in the U.S., but they make they make millions overseas.
1: But I feel like you know, if you make a good enough film, it will do well overseas. Not all the time. You don't think so? If there are people of color in it,
0: not because that's not necessarily of people
1: of color. So that's not necessarily
0: the happening? metric, though. It's more about like story and like universal themes i don't know i think the american actors yeah i mean yeah quote unquote and american um, actors actors. i mean i think that's a big thing overseas um and and story is a big thing because that market wants to see very different stories than what we want to see here Mm -hmm. so even if we think a story is good here you know Asia you know, in Asia, they're like, but what the fuck is this? You know, (laughs) I mean, it's true. (laughs) Nice. Like, we didn't want to see God's of Egypt here, but in Asia, they loved it, you know? Mm. So it's just kind of like what, you know?
1: Yeah, what's going to work? What's
0: going to work? And I think studios know what works over there, and that's the problem. (laughs) And it's God's of Egypt, where the only black people are the servants.
1: We're not even gonna do
0: that. And today. and that was the thing. What was I? Oh, it was um, uh, John um John Oliver, mm. and he was he was his like, really. why is why, why is it still a thing? And he was just like, you know, Ridley Scott was quoted as like, I was never going to get this movie made if Mohammed what's his face. Was the lead actor, and the rebuttal was like, "Oh yeah," as opposed to the white heart star, white hot star power of whoever the fuck this guy is. Thank you, Joel Edgerton.
1: Oh, who, you will not. Who you is know like his who his the hell is, but is that? You don't know what the fuck his name is. Like nobody does. And then you have a random, and I love Queen Sigourney, but random so weavers morning in it. Weaver I mean there are a lot there. of people
0: in God's of Egypt that are you you're, you're <sighs> just kind of like why did you agree to this?
1: Why? White actors. Now granted I know acting is like a very competitive industry and you got to kind of get in where you fit in, but you should be paying attention to like the Aloha and the stone kind of precedent that a lot of these and beforehand that these films make. Nobody, we don't want to see that shit anymore.
0: Well, and I do we think people so blam- blame actors, though. Like, is that really fair? Because all the actors are sent as a script. And a script doesn't say, we will cast other black actors in it.
1: But, you know, it, but doesn't it does s- say, like, what your character's background is. Or No, it doesn't. It's, I feel like, okay, so to use Aloha for a second. They did have it being like she was Native Hawaiian and she was part Chinese, part Hawaiian or whatever in it. Yeah.
0: So, So, I mean, Emma Stone. But she still tried out. But why shouldn't she try out Emma Stone? I feel like there should have been a very
1: Hamilton approach to how that went down.
0: But then again, again, yeah. I mean, people blame actors actor's for these things. But it's a job to them. But, I mean, I mean... I'm not going to limit Emma Stone from trying out for that role. I don't think she should get it, mm-hmm. but yeah, try out because then we're, I mean, then we're, we're doing the same thing they were doing, you know?
1: But I feel like if you have a very specific, so I, I never saw Loha. I don't think I know anybody no, it was who terrible. actually saw
0: <laughs> i I didn't see it either. I just heard it was like the worst.
1: But if you're, Casting based on a cultural experience.
0: Yeah, then you should cast an Hawaiian person. There
1: it is. It's so simple.
0: But they wanted a, well, and I guess Bradley Cooper, they didn't feel he could carry it on his own without, but also Rachel McAdams is in it, so I feel like there was space for an unknown in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: what's the girl from um, New World doing these days? The po- um, the woman who played Pocahontas, I cannot think of her name. I'm so sorry. She's much older, though. Okay, I did come out a long time
0: ago. Pocahontas.
1: Uh, it was wh- in the '90s. No, not the New World with uh, Colin Burt. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin oh Farrell. I never saw that one either. And she played Pocahontas in that film.
0: Oh, or will whale- well, Real World: A Girl Is Maori. So that's not quite uh, the same.
1: Okay. Um. So a bit different. I mean,
0: well, it's di- it's very different. Yeah, don't say a bit.
1: Well, it's yeah, they're completely, they're completely different. They're completely different continents, <laughs> culture, There's a lot <laughs> separating them. Not you know, um, know but yeah, I mean,
0: you should blame Cameron Crowe and the casting director for being like, oh yes, Emma Stone can convincingly play a Quarter Harean person. No, she can't. You idiot.
1: She. It's not nothing. Emma Stone's fault. Nothing of this
0: blonde hair poor girl blonde hair blue eyed no one sh- no one could have thought that she could play that should have thought that i mean but it's not her fault they gave her the job Let's get into verses. Joy has an opinion on Rogue One that is you know ridiculous That is ridiculous and terrible. But Not let's as hear terrible.
1: it. So this is the thing. Rogue One came out. Yay, we all celebrate it because, you know, we're gonna be getting Star Wars films until like the end of time now. Because Disney and Disney has no chill when it comes to remaking, revamping, re releasing anything. So, uh rogue one with Felicity Jones and Diego Luna.
0: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Joy you- thought that was Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I totally and I texted her, well unless he is a has a time machine. Very That's confused. Diego Luna.
1: I was very confused for a second. <laughs> and she was like, No,
0: when Sorry. he looks up at the thing and it's like, No, it's Diego Luna.
1: They had that same like moultrie, like, you know, like Smoltry? Oh. <laughs>
0: The same smultry look.
1: Sultry? Smoldering. (laughs) I mix the two words. That's a new
0: word now. look. You like it, don't you? I actually do.
1: So they had the same like look up because, you know, whatever. We won't get into that. But um I liked Rogue One. I think watching it another time
0: uh Yeah, we watched it before before we started talking.
1: It gave me more of a feel for what they're doing, but The thing that throws me off about it is that we keep getting the same and Candace is shaking her head. Okay, bear with, we keep getting the same stakes, right, for Star Wars. And I know we want to get like, it is a massive world that we're dealing in. And George Lucas definitely gave us room to work with when, you know, he created the Star Wars verse and um i think rogue 1 will be very fun and interesting to see but coming off of force awakens where you have the same you know you have uh the the new order who is very much who is very similar to the empire and you have as the empire had the death star uh the new order has the Fire, or, uh, not the fire, I'm sorry. The Star Destroyer, or the Star... Is it Star Destroyer? Because that's a ship, too. Oh, God. Yeah, the Planet... Planet Eater. <laughs> planet Eater. That's planet Killer. Shoot. We're gonna get in trouble, but it's fine. Whatever the name is for this new weapon that is just like the Death Star, I think it's it's too soon to then go back in time, where the Death Star is the is this thing that you're trying
0: to prevent from being created. You're not, not trying to prevent it; they're trying well, to get the plans. So all they right, They're trying to get it. the
1: plans to destroy the Death Star. But and I feel they do like, get
0: it, so you know.
1: and they get it because you know you have you know uh, the plan in the end to. That Luke, you know, definitely. Makes I mean, good I on. find
0: that an interesting story. They, I, I don't know. Joy I feel... just hates fun.
1: <laughs> I think it'll be amazing. It look, it gets me really like revved up for it. But at the same time,
0: what I... will you become?
1: Oh, and we have Forrest Whitaker as like what? samurai. What Jedi. will you do? Well, I guess samurai and Jedi are almost synonymous at the point. When they get
0: you what will you become
1: (laughs) which is really great um and i mean there are adding more uh actors of color to these roles and um hopefully they'll have lines as well you know
0: yeah diego luna doesn't actually have a line in the trailer He he just looks super
1: sexy as diego luna is apt to do
0: and neither, and my interesting, my my thing will be if they tie it into any of the TV shows like the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. Um, some people are actually speculating that the um, blind um, guy with the stick in the trailer is—I um, forget his name now—but he's We-Gee. actually featured in, um, yeah, the Clone Wars nice. TV show. Very nice. Which means we may get Ahsoka, who's my favorite Clone Wars person. That'd Anakin's be Padawan.
1: Because Clone Wars is canon, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it technically is, yeah.
1: That'll be I mean, that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Um
1: uh, but yeah, again, I just think like we're too it's too soon for it's never too the soon. Death Star to uh, once again to be making such a prominent appearance in the in a film. I'm all for Granted, I'm all for having like the Rebel Alliance like get its like get the attention it deserves. No, but that's like been amazing. the mystery.
0: But I mean, that's a central mystery. How did they get the Death Star plans? I mean, that's Movie crazy. Magic.
1: That's kind of what I always
0: like. Lent but joy, to. that's been a central thing. Like, you know, three to four happen, and then they just have them. And it's like, well, w- wait a minute. How did you get them? Like, uh, they were like this kind of coveted thing, and how did they get them? You know.
1: True. So I mean,
0: that will- I don't think it's too soon.
1: I think I think it's just too soon. I think, I, think think I think it will be fun. Joy is
0: crazy. <laughs> and hates hates cool things. Say what you will. Like Ghostbusters and and this. oh,
1: we won't get it back into Ghostbusters because that was garbage it was garbage hush, we'll your, see. hush
0: your mouth
1: listen I'm still gonna pay my what 15 whatever to go see what this are you movie I was trying to find what the actual name use of the, the internet why are you on your phone because I didn't want to interrupt our recording anyway um, I'll be interested to see again what both Ghostbusters and Rogue One does with their quote unquote original content. I think oh Star Killer Base. Oh, Star Killer Base. Okay. So yeah, I mean the Star Killer Base is basically just um an updated rehashing of the Death Star. Which I, we kind of already have proven how easy the Death Star is to take down and once again how easy the Star killer base was to well, take down. Well it was a down. base. <laughs> It's a base, but they totally looped that thing. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't like oh, this is so much more uh, indestructible than the Death Star. I mean, well, they basically did exactly what they did. They that were like, ties into all they said was like it's great oh, it fan theory. Just I heard huge. Let me see what this. What is this fan theory?
0: I told it to you already. Do you want to hear another thing? Yeah. Spoilers. So this Australian girl took her dad to see it, and afterward in the car, the dad was like, you know, um, he was like, well, Kylo Ren, he doesn't want to be a Sith. Okay. This is a thing because to kill Snoke, just like Luke and Vader killed the Emperor, you need a Jedi and a Sith Lord. So Kylo becomes a Sith Lord and he's waiting for the Jedi and he actually doesn't want to be a Sith Lord. So his actions kind of match up with that through the film. And I think it's true, which is why Poe was able to exploit this quote unquote flaw in the system
1: you know what
0: that's exactly the same as the original death star <laughs> which kylo would have known it's because exactly. he's been spoiler spoilers okay. spoilers because he's been solo because he's a total fanboy because he's brand. a fanboy for the imperial Imper- imperial army so
1: yeah i mean okay so this we will agree on at least this far into like what Rogue one well it, it in so much as what the star wars franchise is gonna produce because that makes sense. Because you do see everyone like yells about Kylo Ren being this like emo, like sad. Like, why is he so on the fence about what he's doing? And why did it take him so long to kill Han? Because he
0: didn't want, want to. Because he didn't want to. Now, but he had to to become a true Sith Lord.
1: So we will see indeed if they make good on this.
0: I'm waggling my eyebrows please do this right i think that dad is right
1: i hope he is because i mean again as the franchise continues we're getting different directors
0: with every but j.j J. Abrams still and has so- oversight on the plot though doesn't he
1: I actually don't actually know. Me neither. Um, I hope I. I mean, the story has to continue in a right. way that makes sense. Well, so to summarize this,
0: Joy about. is always wrong, and I've won this versus as usual.
1: Lies because we always know it's true. It's a little too soon to be doing this no.
0: incarnation. Rogue One but is the best. But maybe Rogue One will come out with Joy doesn't that's a little know more, what she's talking about. That's a little more usual.
1: interesting than you know. That is interesting, the Joy. How killer. did
0: how did they steal the <laughs> star, Death star plans? killer? I mean, are, were you even looking at the trailer I watched?
1: It's amazing. We'll see what happens.
0: My God! So we're winding down. You're incredible. I can't um, believe you. You hate fun. <laughs> oh my God! I'm all about fun.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Episode three.
0: Um. By yeah. The balcony. I, I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ooh. Too. It was great. It's uh, not all of it. But it's great so far. It's pretty funny. I finished it today,
1: actually, this morning.
0: I'm just going to lie here and be a (laughs) bit.
1: Titus just nails it. I love Titus and Mikey. Yeah. Their relationship is so
0: adorable.
1: Relationship goals. Hashtag. (laughs) You have to
0: do that before. Uh,
1: You all know what I'm saying. Hashtag relationship goals. Titus and Mikey. Uh... Make it out of thing.
0: Murasaki <laughs> right. Murisa- Morisaki would not <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite. I think we got the mics figured out.
1: yeah, we'll stay on top of delivering awesome content on time and relevantly, if that is even. so we're word. not you know talking
0: about the Super Bowl in, in April, <laughs> which is like our last podcast.
1: No doubt, thanks for staying with us and
0: late. Bye.